Hello and welcome to Living the Wit Life with Wit Ministries. The ministry's leaders on this podcast are, with more than 20 years of experience in ministry and also as a public speaker, Jared Wackenfuss. Also with 20 plus years as an entrepreneur and a leader in the marketing industry, Troy Foster. And I'm Matt Russell and I'm the director of Walking in Truth Ministries or WIT Ministries. We're so excited that you're joining us here today. And as we discuss today's topic and how that can help you in living the WIT life. Welcome to another episode of Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I am Matt Russell, and I have with me here today, I've got Jared Walkenfoos. Say hello, Jared. Hello, Jared. I did it Every again. Every time. I know. Every time. It's, he's consistent, if anything. He he's is. a genius is what he, he is. is. But we consistent. also have another known genius with us today in Troy Foster. Say hello, Troy. Hello. That's that amazing voice like that anyways um, good mic yes, we, we do love your voice troy so uh today we actually are um it, just honored and blessed to have with us a special guest and um so you don't have to hear so much from us so it's another wonderful blessing for you guys i jest but yes it's yeah, so good having friends hear. i like having company matt this is That's great right I can't well, we're wait gonna get to, to hear about some other things that God has going on in uh, his kingdom and other things happening in the family business of um, God's family. So um, I don't want to take any more time. I'm going to ask Troy, if you could please introduce our special guest. Absolutely. So <clears throat> there's, there's few people in life that when you're little you make it all the way through doing life together through elementary into junior high into high school college after college having kids you know trying to be an adult there's there's very few friends that make it through that sifting um portion and i'm blessed enough to have this one guy he he has truly i mean he's he's seen all my dirt growing up. Um, I've seen all his dirt growing up. We both have experienced the Holy Spirit in powerful ways uh, in high school. And out of high school, we, uh, let's see, I went to Bible college, then finished up Bible college and went to West Texas A&M. And Shannon, you were at, at Wayland, Wayland Baptist. Time. Yep. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I didn't uh, agree with college or college didn't agree with me so much. And I dropped out. Yes, I did. I dropped out and did the logical thing and started a band in that logical thing. There was three other guys that we all played music. Our very first summer that we went out, we had a pastor go with us and that pastor was Shannon. So we have done ministry together. We have done life together. And, um, I'm excited to hear, what he has done uh, kind of as a trailblazer in Botswana, Africa. So Shannon, I'm going to totally give the floor to you and let you just take it away, brother. All right. Well, what's up, everybody? 
good to be here with you guys tonight. Matt, Troy, Jared, appreciate you guys uh, letting me come and hang out here on the podcast. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So like Troy said, my name is uh, Shannon. I've been having the wonderful opportunity for the last 10 years uh, serving in Botswana, Africa with my beautiful better half, Lindsay. And uh, at this point, six kids uh, that keep us very, very busy and uh, keep life exciting. And um, yeah, so the Lord just gave us opportunity to uh, go to Botswana and just really develop what it is that he wanted us to do once we got there. But what he has going on is such an amazing thing is we really just learned, uh, I think, what Jesus was talking about when he said that you just need to go and make disciples. Uh, we've uh, started an organization called Urban Rhythm. Uh, you can check us out online, Urban Rhythm, Y-E-T, that's Youth Empowerment Trust, UrbanRhythmYET.com. Uh, and then my wife does an awesome job of updating our Facebook pages, uh, Facebook.com slash The Shores of Botswana. That's us because our last name is Shores and Botswana is landlocked and we think we're clever. So we are the Shores <laughs> of Botswana. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, but man, God has just put together this awesome, awesome thing of, of, of discipleship. And it's just a one-on-one -on -one process of walking life with people. I, young in my ministry, I used to think that discipleship was a, a class that I was going to teach <laughs> and, and, uh, <laughs> We've learned the power of rather than teaching a class of uh, just walking a road uh, with, with the young person and just, just teaching those lessons in kind of a one-on-one -on -one setting, have an opportunity to, to walk them through salvation and walk them through becoming under Jesus' lordship, to walk them through repenting and turning away from sins rather than just teaching them out of the Bible that they need to do it. And um, it's just been such an awesome, powerful way. Uh, we have a material that we use which makes it transferable. So the same thing that I've taught to this one guy that he can teach it to someone else. And uh, man, we just, just trusted God that we're going to make disciples who make disciples. And it has uh, basically exploded on us. <laughs> so we a awesome. um, couple of years into doing that, we opened up the youth center and, and through that we do a lot of programs to reach out to the community and, and, and do some of those things that we'll talk about um, from a football club to women's empowerment to, uh, abstinence clubs in the schools. Uh, we have a huge HIV issue in Botswana and uh, just basically trying to meet the needs that our community has in, in a gospel centric kind of way. Um, but in the end, what, what has exploded in this ministry is the guys that we led to the Lord and disciples have reached their friends who have reached their friends who have reached their friends, fourth and fifth generation disciples, uh, just doing what Jesus did, going out and making disciples. So um, we're excited to be doing that. We, we didn't go to plant a church. We went to do empowerment. Um, but as tends to happen when you make disciples, churches get planted. And so we, we did that also a couple of years ago. Um, and uh, man, we were just awesome trusting God, trusting the, the local leaders, seeing what, what he has for them in their lives. So that's kind of what we've been busy with for the last 10 years now. That is phenomenal. <clears throat> that is amazing. Um, I know the passion for ministry just with the guys that i get the privilege of calling friends and working with here uh, with walking in truth ministries and with this podcast um i love it when we meet other people uh, for, i'm speaking for me i'm confident these guys are the same uh but i love it when we can meet other people who have such a passion for uh spreading the gospel and not just 
um, making it something that we do, but making it life and not, yeah. not just life to live, but life changing life Amen. to really change the direction of people's future. And that, that's phenomenal. And I love that. But I had a question. Um, so Shannon, so, I mean, going from Bible college and when, when did you really know that missions was where you, you were going to be? I mean, what was that, what was that process that got you from uh, preaching and teaching and all the way into just a life of missions? Yeah, I mean, as far as overseas, there was a process in that. But I mean, I think pretty much as far as getting into missions, we're all, <laughs> that's what we're supposed to, that's what following Jesus is. It's just, you know, being on mission. And so uh, you know, I think my strategy changed a little bit, but, you know, going overseas, I'm just doing the same thing over there. I was doing this side. Uh, but how I got into missions in Botswana, I kind of married into that. Uh, my wife started going to Botswana, Africa with Team Media Ministries, if you guys remember back in those days, whenever she was in high school still. Uh, so she and I met in college. I was uh, basically an inner city youth pastor over in East Dallas and kind of some rough neighborhoods that side. And uh, we were both going to school at Dallas Baptist University at that time. And she came and started hanging out in the hood with us. And we decided that we were falling in love. And we wanted to get married. And, and uh, so we had this, <laughs> this issue say, hey, I feel called to do, towards doing this urban ministry. Uh, we were using like, like kind of like hip hop, like street ministry and that sort of thing. And, and you know, you, you feel called to uh, Africa. And so if we're going to be together, we have to make a claim. Uh, my wife gave the, the wonderful, extremely spiritual answer of, she said, no, if we're going to get married, you're the leader. You have to make a plan. Ooh, I like <laughs> so, it. Yeah. My plan was, all right, at some point we'll go to Botswana. We'll serve two years. We will have done our missionary thing. And then we'll, we'll, we'll come back to, to the States and do the things I had in my heart to do. Uh, the first time I got an opportunity to go there was in 2007. She and I went and spent a month together. Um, we were married already, no kids, just enjoying ourselves. And when we got to Botswana, um, like now, now youth is my heart, youth is my passion, youth is my focus. This is what I love doing. And 70% of the nation is considered youth in Botswana, like 30 years old and younger, 70% of the nation. But I saw that the, the, the youth and the young people in Botswana, uh, number one, that through media and social media, the style of ministry that I, that I love doing had already impacted these guys, the, the, the culture of the, the style, the dance, the music, it was all there uh, in, in Botswana. Um, but more than that is the struggles that my young guys in East Dallas that they were dealing with, of you know, the fatherless generation and poverty and, and lack of hope and lack of vision and structure uh, is the exact same thing that a lot of the youth in Botswana were dealing with. And the Lord has very clearly spoke to me and said, all right, here it is. I've taken your passion to her passion and, and I've made it one. Um, and that's nice. that. So nice. <laughs> it took it's us about like four that. years before we were able to make it happen, but, but that's what it was. God just, just took two people, put them together and, and made a perfect fit for what it was that he wanted to be happening in Botswana. That's awesome, Shannon. And you mentioned uh, you love youth. You have a wife. I do. What about kids? Do you have any kids? Yeah, we have six kids. Uh, oh, oh, whoa. Six. I wasn't expecting yes. that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, wow. Six kids. At some point, it's like, what, what, what were you thinking? You. Right. <laughs> well done. Well done. 
Yeah, so we, we have uh, three uh, natural born kids, one young lady we've adopted and two more uh, there in Botswana that, that we're fostering, uh, just helping taking care of them for the family. So we, we've got a, wow. a full house in a, in a mixed family and man, it's, it's an awesome way to live. Wow. That is awesome. I was trying to, I'm distracted over here. I'm sorry. <clears throat> I was pulling up your website and checking Matt was on Facebook, that portion out. And I was actually trying to pull up <laughs> yeah. to see if there's a family photo on there. Um, just because as I was pulling up the urban rhythm, yet.com, I was looking as quick as I could, but sorry, I was distracted. <clears throat> but that is phenomenal. I think um, I'm sure at some point we'll have more conversations to figure this out, but I know also Teen Mania, I was involved with Teen Mania, and I think that I've met you somewhere through that um, over in Dallas. I was actually in Dallas as well, and um, just your whole story and everything just seems very familiar, like we've we've uh, talked about it before. That is, but I love what God's doing, um, but I did have a question with the process of walking someone through with discipleship. Like today, I know um, when you go over to uh, Botswana and, and you're you're spending time there, it's not um, you're not the mission. You're yes. not the center of attention. Right. Yeah, you're not the focus, and, and that's where I feel that your ministry is having so much success is in the fact that it's really pointing to the purpose pointing to and inviting and introducing them to the answer the one the creator you know and rather than you being that hero all you're doing is saying no you don't need me let me connect you so um am i understanding that right that that's the way that you're actually discipling yeah. that process in Botswana? yeah the, the, the discipleship is is i don't think say 100 but it's, it's a lot about empowerment um, I mean, we, we, our, our four, you can't really call it steps and phases, but the, the four things I think in discipleship is you've got to engage and build relationships. You've got to establish a biblical foundation in that per person's life uh, by just spending time with them, being in the word and, and really trying to establish something inside of them. Uh, because the next two steps are I've got to equip you to do ministry and empower you and, and, and send you to go. And uh, unfortunately, I, I think look, I speak for myself early in ministry is that uh, a lot of the discipleship processes that I went through and books that I read was was all about, OK, look, we're going to engage and establish. But it kind of stopped there. And there, I, I, I had never really seen a, a, a purposeful, structured plan to now equip and empower not just the guys who are going to go be pastors and leaders, but like every person who you lead to the Lord is supposed to be discipled to the point where they also can lead someone to the Lord and disciple them. I mean, honestly, you know, when I first started doing this, I, I found the method there in Botswana. I ran to some other guys that were doing it. I said, man, why have I not been doing this for 14 years? Like this, mm -hmm. <laughs> this is awesome. This is it. This is what Jesus did. Yeah. Um, it, but yeah, so it's all about just kind of equipping, empowering, and then getting out of the way and let, let, letting that guy do what, what God's created and called him to do. I, I, as a great. pastor, it's like, I tell guys all the time, it's not my job to disciple you into doing my ministry. My right. job is to lead you into doing what he's created and called you to do. That's now, good. with any luck, we'll get to do that together and we'll build. 
but in the end, it's a you you have a calling on your life, and as a pastor, I'm, I'm kind of responsible to to helping you define that thing rather than just kind of pulling you in and, and, and having you come and be me. <laughs> you know, it's exactly. God's got, got a calling on my life, He's got a calling on your life, and and we're both just kind of responsible to Him for for that thing He created us to do. That's so, so. good, and uh, Shannon, I think. Uh, one of the things sometimes uh, people in ministry sometimes miss is just that element right there. I, I've seen in my uh, experience in ministry, sometimes um, when you're looking at discipleship, especially in, in the United States, okay, we'll just pick on the United States. A lot of times people are creating disciples of themselves as opposed to disciples of Christ. So they're creating followers of their ways and methods instead of just followers of christ and then in turn it sounds like when you make a follower of christ then christ leads them into the calling that they have for their life and therefore they're able to flourish and i just love that aspect of of what uh, what you guys are doing there and it sounds so simple and you said it you know so aptly you said why haven't i been doing this you know all along and i think right. everybody who sees what you're doing and, I, and i'd love to include those four things that you talked about those four elements in our show notes and we're going to also include your website in our show notes so if you're listening out there um you know don't fret you can go to our show notes and you can get more information you can click on the website find out more about what is going on over in botswana and uh, man i tell you what it sounds like it's just super exciting i'm excited for where you guys are at Right now, I'm excited for what God's doing uh, in this present time, and uh, I'm just so thankful that um, that you you know took the time to be with us again. Once again, can you just give another shout out of your uh, of your website so that we can somebody may be writing it down? Yeah, you, you can check out the website. It's kind of in development process. We're trying to upgrade it a little bit right now, but it is uh, Urban Rhythm Y E. T stands for Youth Empowerment Trust. That's our organization in Botswana. UrbanRhythmYET.com. Uh, the more up-to-date information at this point you can find on our social media, which is Facebook.com slash Shores Botswana. The Shores of Botswana on Facebook. Now, I, you know, I know your story. Uh, we've been friends for a long time and, um, you know, we support and everything. And I get, you know, I've, I've, I've seen the progression of the last 10 years. Can you, in a short synopsis, kind of, you know, 30,000 foot, you know, overview of what the last 10 years, that trailblazing, that whole process that you went to, to today where COVID happened and you're like, okay, what's going to happen with this? And then to your surprise, and I'll let you fill in what that surprise is, how it, you know, flourished, like you said earlier. So go back 10 years ago how it all started, how you guys got into, you know, that area, um, the buildings that you guys purchased, all of that stuff up until today. All right. 10 years and 30 seconds. Huh? Here right. we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, um, I said the, the whole thing, everything that we built in uh, for, for your 30,000 foot overview, looking to the future, it's like we're in touch with 700 youth on a weekly basis right now through all wow. of the different programs that, that, that wow. we're run through our youth center. And that started out with me and one young man sitting on my front steps doing one-on-one -on -one discipleship. It's awesome. And that, 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 that's where it began. And uh, I, I wish I could, could tell you guys that I'm, I'm really smart and I've mapped out this whole thing and I can tell you exactly how to do it. 
but uh, man, we, we just trust in God one step at a, uh, at a time. Um, but we, we really strongly just believe in, 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 in discipleship and just doing the same old boring things over and over and over again, you know, of just kind of just digging in someone's life. So we, we just, that's what I did. I just started discipling people. Then me and this young guy, uh, we basically started going into the schools uh, using a club called uh, Reach for Life. It was, um, I think, South Africans International Bible Society response to the AIDS epidemic. And so we basically, we go into the schools with a Bible and talk about abstinence. And in Botswana with HIV, we, was like, we have a 25% AIDS rate in Botswana right now. And that's actually gone down in, in the time that we've been there. Um, if you go to the schools and say, hey, we want to talk to the kids about abstinence, <laughs> they're like, yeah, come, let's just, just do it. And so we went into the schools, but basically our whole plan was let, let's just get in relationship with the teenagers. Let, let's get in there where the kids are and, and start building with them. And uh, so we started doing some one-on-one. We started a small group in my uh, living room. Uh, I think we had initially used the, uh, what the, the, the Lecrae, the 116 man up material. Let's had a group of young guys. Like, let, let me just, and we, we purposely do it on Friday night. Uh, alcoholism is a huge issue. So kind of our vision for the front was take them off to the streets on Friday night and give them something else to do. And so initially that was just my living room. We, 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 we would come in, we would do the Bible study. We'd like play cards or board games and eat and just kind of hang out together, just me and a few teenagers. And, and it meant it, it grew real organically. You know, it, it went from the, you know, the, 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 the two of us to seven of us to 12 of us to 20 of us. Um, we, we, we never advertised anything that we do. It was just, we're discipling guys and, and they would kind of bring their friends. And uh, at this point we were getting around 25 or so and I'm, transporting back and forth my, with my own little seven-seater van uh, into town out to the farm where we live. And I'm like, okay, this is getting to be a little bit too much. Uh, so we started the process of, of looking for a space where we could meet. And uh, we opened up the, the place in town. Uh, that was the, the, the beginnings of the, the Urban Rhythm Youth Center. Uh, and so that was, um, like I said, alcoholism is a huge issue. Uh, but in these towns, at least uh, in Botswana, there's really entertainment wise there's nothing else to do and so all the teenagers are at, at the bars hanging out and when they're there then they start you know drinking and everything else that follows that and uh, basically I decided I, I can't complain that this is what they're doing if I don't give them an option <laughs> so that they had to have a second option so we opened up the youth center and basically our plan is that if we just make the coolest cleanest place in town then they'll come and hang out here uh, and so that, that's what we did. We bought, bought a couple of pool tables and some foosball tables. We put some PlayStations in there, uh, the stage and the loud music all day coming from the corners. Um, so from the stage, we're able to do like poetry jams and concerts and talent shows and, and all those sort of things that youth like together and do. Um, but but the, the real vision was like, let's just kind of create a place where youth can, can gather. It's going to be safe. It's going to be fun. The alcohol and things are not going to be there. Uh, but more than that, we're going to staff it with the people who we've already discipled to know how to disciple people. And so we basically just kind of created a fishing pond uh, for, for the guys who we had discipled to be able to just build relationships with all these people as they're coming in. Um, and it's funny at this point, um, it's probably a fairly high percentage of our current staff of people who initially came to the youth center because they thought it was a bar. <laughs> the, the, the loud music That's was awesome. Awesome. they saw the pool tables that they, they walk in like ah wait a minute what's going on but while they're there <laughs> hanging out so somebody just led them to the lord discipled them and and now the, these are the people who are running our everything from our our worship ministry to our kids ministry to our reach for life clubs um is that you know the, the god has just kind of transformed these guys that m- m- 
most of them really had no idea who Jesus was when we first started working with them. And now these guys are running this Christian ministry in our absence. And so um, that's the thing, man. We just, just one step at a time. We open up this center. It was really at that point that we opened up the center, maybe, I don't know, a few months into that, that we really had this, the first group of guys who were able to successfully reach past them. At this point, I had discipled a whole lot of guys and I had walked the road with them and I tried to get them to reach out to some of their friends. But, you know, a lot of guys, the first time they tried to lead one of their friends to Christ and disciple him, it doesn't work. They feel like, ah, I just can't do that and, and they'll quit. But, you know, at, at this point was the first time we actually saw a few of our guys reach past us to grab that next generation of guys. And they led some of their friends to the Lord. and They started kind of walking with them through this discipleship path. It's called one-to-one. Um they started doing one-to-one with some of their friends. And then over the next year, it just exploded on us. It was just, just that the exponential growth came a whole lot quicker than, than what I really thought it was going to. Uh, I mean, so, so, so here we are at this point, we have like fourth and fifth generation disciples in our church. Uh, of We've reached people who've reached people who've reached people, who've reached people. And, you know, I said, when I was there in East Dallas for the longest time, it was, it's, it's so funny. I used to have these young guys, they, they would come to me and say, hey, what's up, Pastor Shannon? This is my friend, Jerome. You know, he's he goes to school with me. It's like, you know, he he doesn't know Jesus. It's like, you know, do your thing, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, all right, what's up, Jerome? It's like, where are we at in this process? You know, or, <laughs> is this something you're wanting to do? What's, uh, created some, some very entertaining moments we'll say like that <laughs> but at this point now in Botswana man all the time I'll have somebody comes hey Shanzo that's what they call me we, we don't use pastor titles it's just some funny things that go on in Africa when you start doing that um hey Shanzo look this is my friend Tabang man that's he's my next door neighbor this is my friend from school we went to class but it's like I led him to the Lord and we're, we're like two or three weeks into one-to-one man I just want you to meet him and, and know who he is and that's the experience that, that I'm having now as, as, as awesome. a leader that's and it's, wow. it, it's not because I become smarter. It's because I've just learned that I'm not smart. I'm the one who can't do it all. And if, if before I think I was, I was engaging and I was establishing, I was teaching the word, but I had not taken yet the steps to start equipping and empowering other people and letting them do the things that God had called them to. So when I made that shift in my ministry and just, just trusted God to do what he wanted to do through all of these teenagers, like I said, guys, our, our church is, is over a hundred. Now, maybe 40 of those are kids, like 11 and younger. Um, but we're in touch with more than 700 people on a weekly basis. There's only four of us who are over the age of 30. It's my wife, myself, and two other guys. And so That's this crazy. is a whole huge movement of teenagers and guys in their, their young to mid-20s who just love Jesus, have been discipled, and believe that they can make disciples. And they're just going and doing it. And so, I mean, that, that really brings us to where we are now. And so we have a lot of programs. that The football program, uh, sorry, the soccer program uh, that we have. <laughs> was actually started not by us. It was by our guys. They, we, we had two uh, small groups operating in, in teenagers' homes in different neighborhoods. And they came to us and said, hey, we want to start a football club in order to reach our friends. So I'm like, okay, cool. What are you saying to me? What, what do you need from me? They said, man, we just need a ball. Easy enough. I went out and bought a ball. <laughs> and um, Long story short, before COVID shut things down, we had 70-plus guys showing up every week to come and play football on Saturday morning. All right, but here's the cool thing now is their plan was, and they executed it to perfection, all right, is this is a football club. It's not just kids playing football. We're, we're, we're a club, all right? We're one-to-one united. 
So if you want to come and join us, there's an entry fee is you have to let me disciple you. Mm. So before you can come and be a part of this club, you got to let me walk through this one. So we had like 70 young people coming out every week on Saturday morning. Most of them have been through this one-to-one process. Now with some of sticks, with some it doesn't, that's, you know, that, that, that's the case of, you know, any kind of ministry that you're doing, but there's a large number of these guys that have been led to the Lord and discipled and they've come in, and they're either coming to church on Sunday morning or they're coming out to our Friday night program or they're volunteering at the schools and, you know, helping us to now teach the Reach for Life clubs that they, they plugged in somewhere to all of these different things that we're doing. And again, that, that's not something that we started, you know, and once they got started on this, there's a group of them that said, hey, man, we really appreciate what's going on, on Friday night, but we'd really like to get together with just some of us guys and just talk about guy stuff, you know. Um, is it okay if we like borrow the center on Saturday evening after y'all shut it down and just use it for a little while longer? Like, and so they all, most of the programs we have is just, these, these are things that our guys said, hey, this is what we need. This is what we want to do. This is a need that's in the community. Uh, some guys together with us, he said, all right, you have these pool tables and the video games and you're doing a whole lot to reach the guys, but what are you doing for girls? We're like, uh, not much. So what do you want to do? <laughs> and um, and so that, that, that's kind of how things go with us. So just kind of one step at a time. We're just trusting God to build the ministry through the guys that he sent to us. But the, the, the core foundation of everything that we do is this one-on-one small group living life together, walking life together, the Acts chapter 2, 42, which is just living life together. And um, that's been the growth. That, that's, that's the foundation of everything we've done. So what we saw during this COVID season was really amazing. I can't even say that it shocked me because it's like we built for this, you know, <laughs> COVID shocked me, but our guy's response, you know, did not. And that um, you know, we, we came on a furlough in November of 2019. We were supposed to fly home on March the 30th of 2020. Yeah, that didn't happen, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so throughout the entire year of 2020, my wife and I never stepped foot in Botswana. The, the strangest thing that has happened to me in years. It's like, that, that's where that's my home. That's my church. We've got a house there. Um, and through that time, Botswana went like on a three-month lockdown where people weren't allowed to even leave their house. Uh, their, their front yard, let, uh, let me say, without a special permit to do so, to, to, uh, to go to the store, to go to a doctor or whatever. Um, but our guy, Emmanuel, because of the work that we had been doing in the community, got a special permit to move around and, and go wherever he wanted to go. We took all of the funds from the programs, which have now been shut down, and just bought food. And he was going around just kind of delivering food to the people who now couldn't provide for themselves because they couldn't leave their houses. Um, to just taking care of the youth and the families that were connected to us and then move past them to reaching out to some other people uh, that the government got their social workers with food packets organized and the manual basically organized those guys and works with them. And over this period of three months, we reached more than 500 families and led a lot of people to the Lord uh, when we otherwise would have been shut down. Um, when, when they initially mm-hmm. shut us down, it was, they said, OK, you can only have groups of, of 10 or less uh, that, that didn't even rock our boat. We, we stopped some of the big meetings. We had more than 100 youth meeting on a weekly basis, just in groups of 10 or less in people's houses That's all over awesome. town. Uh, so <laughs> we, 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 we were built for that, this underground, you know, just this, this small focus movement. So that by the time 2020 had finished, in the midst of the, the lockdowns and the chaos and the, the new stipulations and them limiting how many people we can have in our big meetings, whatever, our ministry group, we had more people by the end of 2020 than we did whenever it had started. Again, with my wife and I being gone with all the COVID chaos going on. Uh, and again, it's, it's the power of, of Jesus doing what he wants to do in discipleship when people just trust him with their lives. Um, and so it's been awesome for us to, to see 
what we probably would not have seen if we had been there, stuck in right. America from all the way on the other side of the world, saying, "These guys have got it. They've got it down. <laughs> like they, they don't need me. They're they're leading. They're running. They're they're doing their things." And so we get to ask cool questions like, "Okay, what what's the next village where we're going to plant? Where where how are we going to take this thing to to another level?" Um, how can we take this ministry and this discipleship that you guys are doing on Botswana and impact people here in America with it? So the, the, those are the questions that we're now kind of asking ourselves. Um, but again, it's, it's all because we, we I figure out how to step out of God's way when he starts doing something in someone else's life. Mm -hmm. I awesome. love that. One thing uh, you, you just reminded me of, uh, first of all, Acts 2.42. I mean, that's that's beautiful. That's true discipleship and having life together. And because of that, God added to their numbers daily. And that, that's Every exactly day. what you're doing. But a few weeks ago, Troy and I, uh, Jared was at a men's event. And Troy and I had an episode that was called Where's the Church? And uh, in that, we talked exactly about that, that here in the West, the church, for the most part, has been absent. They've been missing. And and while everyone else is, is being affected, they're also closing their doors. Like, like Jesus is afraid to step out into the street and go talk to the sick. That doesn't make sense. So, I mean, for you listeners, if you haven't heard that one, go back and check that episode out. Cause I mean, this is, this is exactly what we were asking, but what you reminded me of Shannon is that is the church. That's exactly what you're doing. And, and I agree with you. What you're, what's happening in Botswana, that needs to be the church around the world. That's what we need to be doing as followers of Christ. We need to be getting out there and not being afraid of what the government's telling us we can do. Jesus, okay, fine. You want us to have 10 or less? Fine. Don't fight it. Just do it. But hmm. continue to meet together, to continue in the apostles' teachings, to continue to break bread, have life, pray, worship. That's what the church is supposed to do. And you're right. We need that here. I mean, right now you see all this stuff happening in Botswana. Right here, we need it too. And um, so thank you for that. That is huge. And I'm so glad that I got to hear that. You blessed me, but I'm sure that also blessed a lot of our listeners too. But Jared, Absolutely. I have a feeling that you want to say something. Absolutely. I, I just want to say I've been checking out your guys' website uh, while you've been talking. And I tell you what, it's phenomenal. I went on the, the who are we page and I started reading some of the things out, out there. Again, uh, folks, if you're listening, you, you got to check out this website, um, urbanrhythmyet.com. Just get on there, check it out. I believe in partnering and sowing into good ground and everything that you've said, Shannon, tells me that you guys are producing fruit. And uh, I just see Absolutely. so many things. I, I love uh, some of the things you were talking about, empowering young people uh, under the what, what we do. It says a wide range of uh, empowerment activities. And several of them you mentioned, the, the Reach for Life, the Friday Night Ignite, the uh, Saturday Spark. I mean, these are fun names, people. Ladies Night. Um, and then, then the football club you were talking about, Man Up, and then there's a couple others, Camp Transform. I mean, folks, if you're looking for a place to uh, partner and sow uh, seed, I encourage you to go there. They even have a donate button. I know he didn't ask us to raise funds for him, but hey, you know what? It takes a little bit of fundage to, to keep things going. And uh, when you see a ministry doing what Shannon and his team is doing, 
through the help of the Holy Spirit, through God and his direction, when you see that going on, you got to just be a part of it. And you could be a part of it, folks. Just go to that website, urbanrhythmyet.com. Check out who they are. Get connected with these guys. Uh, donate if you have the extra money, or even if you don't, just, just sow seed into this ministry that is producing fruit. And uh, I promise you, God will see that and honor your, your gift. And I just, I'm so thankful for you coming on uh, our podcast today and sharing just a little bit about what you are doing over there and um, through the Lord. And I'm just, I'm just blessed. I'm blessed by your website. I know you said you're making updates on it, but I tell you what, um, just from what I've seen and what you shared, I've truly been blessed. Just listen to you. And I know several people out there right now are going, man, what's that website again? And they're writing it down. Don't worry. It's going to be in the show notes. You can just check it out later. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at Win Big Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Troy, thank you so much for introducing us to Shannon. And uh, I just wanted to plug that just real quick because... I'm blown away. This is awesome. Yeah. I love yep. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause we, you know, we, we met up, I don't know, last week or something like that. Got us some roses and uh, was eating some Mexican food and just chit chat and just getting together and, and uh, you know, hearing his stories and, and I, I, I get excited every time that we sit down together because he's, he's doing the true, he's doing the real work and it, it, the fruit is there. It's not some, you know, four-step process of someone's book and then you try to go implement it or whatever and you know you stick it into the american church and it just kind of feathers and disappears shannon Lindsay, the kiddos they put in the hard work for 10 years for a decade and they're now seeing you know exponential growth um so let shannon let me ask you this so covid happened you know we've seen the fruit or the testing of a true leader when the leader is removed from a situation does what he built continue on and we can say emphatically yes what you guys have done just flourished means that you guys are you know true leaders you guys are empowering leaders so with a leader that has hit that pinnacle in their ministry or life or business or whatever what is the next step for this leader? Do you, do you go back to Botswana and keep doing that? Or is there something else that you guys are working on for expanding this, this idea of discipleship? Yeah, I, I think uh, what the Lord has been uh, downloading to us over the last 
uh, I don't know, maybe three, four months, my wife and I had kind of been praying a lot into this and, and, and talking to some, some leaders and some people that are smarter than I am to uh, kind of give me some feedback. Um, is that where we landed is, is that the next steps, like I said, uh, is, is number one, taking this model that has worked in Lobotsi, that's my, my hometown, my home village, and taking it to another village in Botswana. Uh, in the end, there's, there's kind of a circle of highways that goes all the way around the nation where about every two, two and a half hours of driving this thing. So I think all in all, it's about 10 or 12, these bigger urbanized towns and villages uh, is, is to put another center in each one of those things. Because uh, like I said, the, the, the work of what we're doing is never done when your work is empowering other people because there's still more people that can be empowered. And so how do we now, I've recreated myself. These guys are recreating themselves in Botswana. So how do we then take this model and as a family, as a team, recreate this now in, in another village um, and to allow them to do that. And that puts me in the uh, most, uh, I guess, frightening and exciting position of, of, of stepping up uh, into a role of more of a, kind of an apostolic leadership training, team mm -hmm. building uh, sort of ministry. Um, one of the guys I was talking to said, basically, he's like, he's like, your job now is to stop working in the church and begin to work on the church. Uh, so, so from the outside, how can, how can you help them to do what they're doing, help it to grow, but, but they're doing it, not you. Right. Um, and, and so that, that, that's really the goal we're looking on is, is you know, so we're going to plant another one. And my role is kind of apostolically kind of work on this church from the outside. Um, and then the, the other side of that same coin basically is uh, just building for ourselves a, a home and a base here in America also uh, where we're going to be actually be able to travel back and forth from, from here to Botswana and live kind of on, on both sides of the world at the same time. Um, and build what we're kind of calling a bridge ministry. Um, we, throughout the years, we have got great love and, 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 and some financial support and even some teams coming over to Botswana from, from churches uh, here, and they're pouring into Botswana. And so we want to create this bridge where, number one, we, we, can, we can expand that. You know, as, as we have more and more use centers, we need more and more funds. And so we need more partners to pour into that process. Yeah. Um, but we also strongly believe that, like I said before, that that discipleship and that ministry that these guys are doing in Botswana is a resource that that can and should be bridged back over to this side of the world here in America at the same time. Absolutely. And so we're trying to create just relationships and whether that's teams coming or interns coming and spending a whole summer with us in Botswana and just soaking in the process so that they can come back to their church here in the States and, and, and bring it to here, but uh, just kind of just create this flow of just, just ideas and relationships and conversation going back and forth between our, our, our partner churches here in America and, and our, our partner churches there in uh, Botswana at the same time. Um, and so we, we get to kind of work on the church from the outside as far as, you know, we're, we're, we're raising funds. We're bringing teams. I'm going to bring in some, some leadership training every time we come in to kind of just help bring their leadership up to, to the next level. And um, man, it's, that's as far as I can tell that, that that's what's next. So we're just kind of trusting God to, to map out the whole process as far as exactly what that's going to look like step by step. Um, but it's going to have me kind of living back and forth between here and Botswana, uh, doing some ministry this side, this going to pour into ministries that's going that size, hopefully that that will pour into ministries that we're doing this side and just kind of creating that bridge 
uh, for basically just the, the, the kingdom ideas to go back and forth across the, the ocean there. That's great. And Shannon, I don't know if we mentioned this or not, but um, we've got listeners, at least one, on several different continents. And that's exciting. So uh, for those people, you know, worldwide, uh, for those people who are out there and they're listening to this, and they're going, wow, I really think I want to partner with Shannon, with this ministry. What would be uh, their next step? How, what would be the easiest way for them to get connected and partner with you and your ministry over there? Um, well, that would depend on what exactly they want to do by partnering. Are you talking about coming on a trip or, or, or financially partnering? Uh, either way, yes. can be accessed via our Both. website. Uh, again, that urban rhythm, <laughs> Y-E-T.com. Uh, and there is a uh, support and donate button just kind of right there on the page. Uh, you can come and give one-time gifts. Uh, we're really trusting God uh, for more monthly partners that just come to come up this, invest maybe a hundred dollars a month, every month. Uh, into what God is doing. And um, that was a great way to get plugged in and get involved with what we're doing. We send out a newsletter every month uh, and then uh, just kind of connecting with us via the Facebook page. Uh, but like I said, we're, we're really in creating that bridge. Uh, we'd love to have some, uh, some interns coming from all over the world into Botswana. Uh, so if you got some time that you'd like to spend a couple months during the summertime, I guess, that's probably largely for maybe some college students. A lot of us have a hard time getting two months away from our life. Um, but if you, you want to come, come and spend a couple of months in Botswana and really just uh, be a part of the process, we'll have somebody disciple you and we'll give you someone to disciple at the same time and just, just learn how to walk that walk. Then uh, that's just kind of hitting us uh, with the, the email, uh, the shores of Botswana at yahoo.com uh, or Urban Rhythm Y-E-T at gmail.com. You can reach us on either one of those. Say, hey, this is who I am. This is where I'm from. I would love to kind of come and come on a trip, come do an internship, get plugged in with supporting financially. Man, I'd love to give you a call and talk to you. Um, man, there's, there's some great things ahead for, for the kingdom. I think when we really kind of build these bridges and, and pass ideas and learn discipleship models uh, from each other in, in different cultures and different places, there's a lot that we have to learn. Amen. That is phenomenal. And as a former youth pastor, I just want to call you out right now. If you're a youth pastor, a youth leader, a young adult leader, and you're listening to this podcast right now, I want to call you out right now. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to connect with Shannon and say, hey, you know, uh, we want to connect with you. Our, our youth group wants to sponsor uh, or become a monthly partner, or we want to take our youth over and, uh, you know, kind of learn and maybe our youth leadership team go over there and, and spend some time uh, with Shannon and his team and, and kind of, you know, just rub shoulders and take some of that back uh, to the United States so we can uh, start doing some of the things they're doing over there and, and just really transforming lives. I'm calling you out right now. Just do it. All right, just connect. What have you got to lose? You know, if your way isn't working, maybe try some of the things that Shannon's doing that's producing great fruit. Connect with them. If nothing else, it's going to be a glorious conversation, just like it has been with us. And uh, I just appreciate you being here. If you're out there and you're struggling, you're wondering what to do next, hey, do it. I used to challenge our youth all the time to sponsor kids through uh, different organizations, adopt them and stuff. And as a youth group, we were a, a smaller youth group in a rural South Dakota town. And uh, we still were able to impact 
the world through uh, different organizations. And this is one of them right here that could definitely be the one that God has been waiting uh, for you to just partner with. So if you're a youth pastor, youth leader, get connected, go to the website, send the emails, and uh, those things are going to be in the show notes. So don't worry about trying to remember it all and, uh, and whatnot. But man, do it today. Do it soon because um, time is short and we need more ministries like Shannon's and uh, what they're doing over there. It's, it's awesome. So anyway, I just challenge you. I just want to throw that out there. I double dog dare you. Well, I, you know, as I have been, I mean, I admitted earlier, you know, I was distracted, um, but I solved the problem. I am going to have, I'm a numbers guy. I'm a math guy. You know, I used to teach upper level math because as a teacher and a coach, if I taught history, I could be replaced like that. But teaching upper level math, it was almost like they had to hire two people and they got rid of me. So it was job security. But um, I kept trying to get on the website and kept trying and kept trying. And, and then I realized that just because I can do math doesn't mean I can spell very well. And uh, there's an H after the R in rhythm. And so um, I got it up on <laughs> the computer now. So I'll make sure that I spell it right in the notes. I promise. I promise. That'll be helpful. I've got, no. I have the power of the edit right here at the finger. So I will make sure that it's correct in there. But I was all over on Facebook, already got on there and started following you guys on that. It, it's phenomenal. Um, and we do have, Jared is correct. We have somebody who listens, at least one person listening to us in Zimbabwe. So that's pretty close. Uh, but I had a question about this. So going forward, just thinking, because I want people to start thinking this, that direction. So if I were to take, if I were to send my kids, if I were to send my daughters to go help for a couple months, um, first of all, how easy is it for them speaking English? Um, it's actually very easy. Uh, believe it or not, in Botswana, Africa, English is uh, the official language of Botswana. All right. Uh, and so if, if, if we go out, in, in, out into some of the deep villages, uh, they do not speak English there. So we have to bring translators with us. But in Lobatsi, where the main focus of our ministry is happening, English is the official language. So I, I do all of my ministry in English. My Setswana is, is very, very limited. <laughs> so uh, all, all of our teaching happens in, in English. So people coming from America, it's a great, easy place to, to transition into uh, what we have going on. And actually, where you're talking about, uh, where you're headquartered in Lobatsi, is that what you, yes. is that right? Yes. Lobatsi, Botswana. Uh -huh. That's right on the border, pretty much, of South Africa. So you probably, I would assume that my kids would be flying into South Africa and then taking a little bit of a road trip up to Lobatsi. Uh, we, we do it both ways. Yes, uh, we are Lobatsi, about a four and a half hour car ride from Johannesburg. Uh, South Africa in, into Lobatsi. Uh, we do have an airport in um, Gaborone, about an hour from where we live. Uh, but I think some people that have come choose to just land in South Africa just because it's a lot cheaper than trying to fly all the way into, into my own. Uh, Same thing with Amarillo. Gaborone, yeah. <laughs> um, you know that. They're proud of Amarillo's airport. It's like 300 extra dollars just to come here. No, so, yeah. Um, so the, yeah, that the, sounds like a pretty good trip. Yeah. But the, the other thing that, that, um, that we just kind of really want to encourage people to do, uh, Matt, is um, absolutely, yes, come on the trip. Come and do that. Come be a part. It, it's going to be amazing. We want to build that relationship. Uh, but 
it's a whole lot easier to do ministry in a foreign country when you've already been doing it where you're from. And so we, we really kind of challenge people, um, just start right where you are. And if, if you're a youth pastor and you've got a youth group and, and you want to maybe send, bring a team or if you want to come and uh, send some people for a month, it's just, just right where you are. Just kind of get those youth busy just doing discipleship. Um, I'm working on a more kind of expanded process of kind of taking everything that I've learned about discipleship over the years to be able to teach this thing uh, to pastors or youth pastors or um, but even even right now I can come over and, and, and share a couple of things with, with, with you guys so if you're interested in hearing more about the discipleship that we do having us come and do some training with with either your youth group or with your whole church and, and let us kind of talk to you guys about here's what we're doing here's some some basic first steps that you can do set up here man we would love to help uh, some, some local churches come in and to just get a solid discipleship model set up in your church that's that's equipping and empowering uh, your people. So pastors, youth pastors, if you guys are interested in that, definitely hit us up. Uh, we, we would love to kind of help you figure that process out and how it's going to work in your local setting here. I love that. I think that that's something that we can even help. We're trying to put something like that together and talking with the people in our area to say, hey, we've got this uh, amazing uh, ministry that's going on. It's happening across the globe but we want to be able to spread. I mean, the Bible is the Bible. The truth is the truth. It doesn't matter. You don't need to go to Botswana. You can do it right here. And, and uh, we've got resources. And so I think that's something that we could really do with Walking Truth Ministries is we could really try to see how we can partner with some of the people that we've got locally here. Just, I mean, you're an hour and a half for me. So yeah, a little bit farther for Troy, about five hours for five and a half for Troy. And Probably a nice 12 for Jared. So that's a short drive. Totally anyway, worth it. Uh, it's totally worth it, especially with Spicy Mike's. That's that's right. <laughs> sorry, there's another plug. Shameless plug for Spicy Mike's. But um, yeah, I, I think that's it. And uh, I saw Jared gesturing and I saw Troy and his eyes lighting up as you were saying all of that. That's exactly what we need here. Where we are is we need to be doing the same kind of discipleship. So I'd love to get you in front of the right people to help that to spread like wildfire. Uh, Troy, did you have anything that you wanted to ask? No, I mean, I, I know, I know his story. And if you guys want to get to know more of the details, I mean, he's him and his wife have got stories for days and, uh, and I'm talking real God stories, uh, cows running out in front of them and, and cars and you know being wrecked and adoptions and just on and on and on um get in contact with him this is this is if you've ever heard the the term man of god shannon is a man of god and he's doing uh good work it is definitely a place that you can glean a lot of wisdom the the do's and the don'ts and it's not he keeps saying you know he's not the the smartest man he's just been down the road he, he knows the path. He, he blazed the trail. He knows where the potholes are. So get in contact. You know, Jared said earlier, if you're a youth pastor, I, I don't, I don't care if you're a youth pastor, pastor, or just a small group leader, get in contact with him. He's going to have something for you to be able to impact your community. So we will leave the, the website in the show notes, go to their Facebook page, give, 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 give. These things can't, they, they, you can't just hope in a prayer and then it happens. It has to have the funding. 
And so you're blessed to be a blessing. So give. Guys, we love you. Thank you for hanging out with us for an hour. We will see you or you will hear us next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today. You are the reason why we do this podcast and you are truly a blessing to us. We would love to hear from you. Whether you'd like to comment or ask questions about this episode, give us ideas for future topics to discuss, or if you just need to reach out and hear back from one of us, you can do so by leaving us a message from the podcast or by going to walkingintruthministries.org. And then you could also send us an email at witministries.tx at gmail.com. That is wit, W-I-T, ministries.tx at gmail.com. And finally, it would be a huge blessing to us if you would like our podcast and go to our Walking in Truth Facebook page and by liking us there too. Again, thank you and God bless.